You are listening to the Krika Lecture Series podcast, produced by the Center for Russia, East Europe, and Central Asia at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This and other Krika podcasts are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. For more information about Krika's lecture series and public events, visit our website at krika.wisc.edu. Text database, but today I'm going to present very small, very general, very yeah, general view for, for maybe for some of you it's not new information, uh, but uh, my 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 topic uh, today will be uh, about the how Russian profession legal profession structure, and I would like to begin this theoretical approach to the profession that was elaborated, it's very, very common in the sociology profession around the world. So uh, profession means that especially, especially educated people, experts applies their expert knowledge to the one of the human activities. And uh, medicine and jurisprudence are uh, mostly frequently treated as this classic professions because they have with special education, with a formal education, with formal diplomas, they should be prepared by law schools, uh, yeah, by, by schools, or medical schools, or by university. They enjoy the professional monopoly and licensing process, very important to, to be um, included, to, be en- to enter the professional association. And uh, there is no, there is strong mechanism of internal control. This may be, is more, more important for external one, from the state institutions or from another uh, control organs. And so that means that um, profession in yeah, classical term is, is very autonomous uh, from the state. <coughs> and also uh, this mechanism of internal control is based on this very elaborated uh, common sh- and shared with all among all professionals ethical codes that uh, that lies in the core uh, uh, that means the core of profession <coughs> but also there is a constructive constructive appro- constructivist approach towards profession and from this point of view some some researchers consider profession as a uh, constructive um, as a process of construction of the prof- professional projects by the professionals themselves. And this, uh, we can see this mono- monopoly, mo- mo- professional monopoly, it seems there's a, a final step. Some professions and occupations uh, cannot achieve this final step of monopoly, but would like to, sh- to, uh, to, uh, to go to this professional, professionalization. Uh, 
legal and yeah, if 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 you are speaking from about Russian legal uh, legal community, legal profession, the legal education, as I will show later, uh, is much more important because uh, it's it's now it's still only one. Uh, um, legal education degree or legal diploma from the law school is only one officially, officially recognized, recognized um, marker or indicator of professionalizations of one, you know, somebody who, who is practicing the law. So <coughs> the formal legal education appeared uh, in, um, in Russian empire very early in the middle of the 18th century, but it was not numerous and popular professions. Profession, uh, yeah, uh, historically, thinking only to the uh, centu one century later, we can uh, observe a yeah, significant number of legal professionals of higher level, yeah, about several hundred. Uh, but uh, the very important point is the reform in 1816, when uh, Russian Tsar opened Russian, uh, constructed a new version of Russian courts and uh, launched the professional, uh, professional mono monopoly for some people who are doing uh, court, pre uh, who are participating, who were participating in the court litigation process and uh, that uh, these professional associations, legal journals were established at that time and it was like, uh, yeah, the number of the people uh, who are, would like to join to this very prestigious professional field uh, was growing. But the after the revolution times has broken this very, how to say, good situation for flourishing legal profession. And uh, between 1917 and 1930s, uh, after uh, the legal education, even legal profession was not uh, um, allowed to be not grown, but <laughs> that was not, were not allowed to be existing in this time. Uh, people with uh, uh, legal education gotten in the prior time uh, denied to, have denied to access to the uh, legal professional services uh, to, uh, as a, uh, yeah, had limited, very limited access to legal education that is also for, or mo mostly forbidden in this time. <coughs> This idea is this people's courts, the people's justice. That means not by uh, done by not by lawyers, but people themselves. Yeah, um, uh, spoiled this professional identity, and uh, there were no chance to, to elaborate legal profession in this time. But um, till, uh, after the 1930s, the situation with the legal profession is um, uh, was became just a little step by step better, uh, seven institute and three law faculties uh, of the, at the university were opened for students to get this legal education. But most important, uh, in addition to this uh, yeah, formal education, uh, most important this various short-term courses for practitioners, for professional, uh, for people who came, newcomers to professions that have to be, uh, uh, to carry, uh, carry out the work of judges or litigations, but had no, um, any legal education, uh, through these various short-term courses, they can, um, yeah, find uh, some professional identity and to get some professional skills, not knowledge, maybe, but skills, at least. Uh, and the situation has been permanently improved till, till uh, through this all Soviet time. And uh, yeah, in, the, in the middle of uh, 20th century, uh, there were 21 law schools, including law faculties, and 12 universities. <coughs> so if you are speaking about specific, specific features of the legal education in Soviet time, that the first thing that we shall, shall, uh, shall know about this period, that there was no, almost no ties with this empire time, you know. Uh, <laughs> when our Russian lawyers and lawyers community, uh, as well as judges, as well as prosecutors, uh, officials and prosecutors, uh, think about themselves as their legacy of the professionals uh, and referring the, their identity to the Russian empire times. It's only just the main, the core of the profession 
uh, current legal profession was formed in the Soviet time. Uh, legal education was not significantly developed in, within the university, uh, but within special institutes that specialized on this uh, legal education. And frequently, this institution served for the needs of law enforcement agency, or is, uh, sometimes were organized as a military schools. Only 30% of law schools, uh, law students, uh, in 1980s uh, got day full-time education. They, they, um, uh, the 70% mainly got the uh, this evening course or got the education by correspondence. What do what do you know about Russian way to to get in low uh, low degree by correspondence? That means you uh, you um, you attend your university only twice per year for two weeks pass all exams, got the, the very short lectures and general overview of what shall you do to study you, yourself the next half a year, and then you come back to, you, to your place, and, uh, yeah, and your education means that you are reading only books, and, yeah, and sometimes yeah, having some research on your working place. But there are no yeah, general, um, how to say, the, the general way to be involved in the legal professional community at law schools if you are uh, studying the law in this way by correspondence. Uh, and uh, so in 1918s, 1980s, 70, about 70% 70 of law students uh, were, uh, were educated by this way of correspondence. And we, we will see that nowadays it's the same situation. <coughs> there, are, uh, there, there, were, there were very significant uh, limitation in practice to enter to the law school. Uh, only 30% in 1916, there are not so, much, so many statistical data. You know, I, I collected all that uh, that were available. Uh, but in, uh, in the middle of the century, uh, only 20% of the uh, first uh, year students come to the law school just after the uh, secondary education, college as it was in, in American context. So uh, in Soviet time, applicants may have this work in the ground, mainly in law enforcement. Yeah? And if you are a male student, you have to pass this military um, service uh, and then come to this legal profession. <coughs> uh, the, another important feature of the Soviet model of legal education is uh, that uh, legal education was not so numerous uh, if we are compare, uh, if comparing uh, the, West, um, the West model. Uh, only uh, less than 20,000 students were graduated from law school during all this Soviet times. There was not so many people who got this education per year. Only 10% of people uh, in, in Soviet Union with uh, 300 million of population got this um, low degree diploma. So that means if you are, you are part of the legal profession in Soviet time, <laughs> you are mainly uh, were educated by correspondence, you are working in uh, law enforcement agency, or if you are working or doing the legal uh, work, you, you work with the principles uh, the, uh, um, dealing with the law, uh, you are only one person in very big uh, plants or factory with 1,000 of um, uh, workers. You know, that's very, very small community that has no uh, ha shared one common single uh, personal identity, professional identity that can unify all lawyers in the country as a, as a main community. Um, as well, uh, when we come to the, this new post-Soviet area, yeah, in the, uh, to the early 19, 1919s, after this union, Soviet Union collapse, a lot of uh, new faculties, of uh, law faculties were opened. And uh, this was the result of the development, for, for one side, for the developing market and uh, the state institutions that have to, uh, yeah, that, sh uh, that suffers uh, without legal support. And from another side, <coughs> uh, the legal education 
and form a new law school uh, at the university that specialized in, um, in engineering, for instance, on architect, or, uh, agriculture, on architecture. It was uh, together with the management faculty, together with the public administration faculties, uh, was one of the way of surviving and earning for the university that suffer from the lack of state support the, uh, uh, in 1919. Uh, the while, uh, the, the, there were a lot of private universities that, uh, that were opened at this time and specialized on the law spe um, to uh, also to earn money because this uh, education was very demanded and people would like to get this diploma but uh, so university would like to earn on this demand and uh, also but not in 1990s, but in early um, 2000s, uh, almost all law enforcement agencies, um, Ministry of Internal Affairs, Prosecution Office, Prosecution uh, Institution, um, federal prison system, federal taxation system, federal um, um, another Ministry of Justice. Judicial, uh, yeah, Russian, Russian Academy of ju ju Jurisprudence and so on. Judicial community has established their own state university and schools uh, for yeah, foster new uh, legal community. As a result, we have now uh, 150,000 uh, um, uh, of people that came to the market every year, uh, and uh, uh, every tenth student in Russia studies the law. Uh, this high popularity of the legal education makes it universal. <coughs> you can no go to the judiciary or to this, uh, how to say, um, pro professional, uh, yeah, you, you practice the law, uh, the law as a court representative or, the, or, or in law firms because there are not so much positions. People got this, uh, this education to work in management, to work in um, in um, other various to do various career in different sphere. As uh, surveys on law school faculties has Kapili and Chernish and his group of studies uh, have shown that only uh, that not all students would like to work and practice as a lawyer. <coughs> As, uh, the law degree can be received in several types of law uh, college and deal several types of training. Uh, after Bologna system um, uh, joined this Bologna system, we have three levels of legal education that is, is not quite similar that in the United States as I used that. Uh, because we have this bachelor, undergraduate level, then master degree, and then aspirantura to receive candidate degree, then a PhD analog. Russian, Russian version of PGD. So these three, three levels, and then we can see that only 20% of students is getting the, uh, their law degree only in university law school. 40% and for, uh, got this education on uh, another educational institution like, for instance, University of Engineering, something on Agriculture Academy, and so on. And 40% of students are uh, are, are uh, studying in specialized law schools, including 11% of them that are uh, yeah uh, that, that enter into the law faculty as law enforcement academy. That is very yeah very good size or the big size of this. Um, proportion. So, as we can see, like in 1919s, legal education, it's not how to say special, specialized, it's very universal. And still, 70% of uh, <laughs> students go, uh, is getting their education, legal education by correspondence. But comparing with the Soviet time, it's mass and universe, massive, massive education, not so how to say unique, unique one. And this is not good future. And I would like to remember that law degree is a only one professional, officially professional filter now. But it, doesn't, uh, it does not work as this filter. 
uh, I would like to stress you just a little uh, your attention to this problems of curriculum, what our uh, legal students is uh, studying. First of all, as a Soviet heritage, they had no choice to, to, ch to, to choose some topics. All our law students, legal students, and uh, as well as another one, psychologists, sociologists, and so on, we all, uh, engineers also, we all have to study philosophy, psychology, sociology, <laughs> and so on. Uh, this is, uh, on the bachelor level, it's, it, it, shall, it would be a half of our courses that we, that we have to study. Then, uh, Russian law dogmatics, it's very theorized and stays far from the practice. The most important <laughs> tenets of Russian law is taught by the core theory of the state and the law. And this is very, yeah, yeah you know, this is very big books with, uh, with general overview in very theoretical way of description, state and then law. Yeah, you know, they are mainly focusing on the state institutions, the role of the state, and so on. And that's why our uh, legal students, uh, the students on the law faculty, share this idea that they're state people, the people who are serving to the state interests. You know. Russian legal education also is very uh, different, but it is a special course connected with very, very narrow um, uh, branches of uh, branches of the law. And at the same time, these disciplines, these courses are not so sophisticated. And sometimes that that uh, told us that they have to study the same things by different names of the courts. And uh, the form of education process and examination still repeats the Soviet templates. Uh, you have lectures and uh, seminars. Seminars means that you discuss in some texts and law. And uh, there are oral exams. Uh, and um, yeah, it, it's only one common form of, uh, te of testing uh, students' knowledge. There are a very little experimental and practical form of work. Some university opened these new uh, courses, but it's very little amount of the supply of, the supply of uh, educational, uh, practically oriented educational uh, version. Mainly, uh, our uh, legal sc law schools uh, would like uh, to uh, would like to give the general, universal education. And uh, thinking that, after all, you have provided the general knowledge of the law, and then people can decide at which branch of the law are more close. And then they have to study the law on this pr in pra practically, only on, the, on their working days. That's the idea of this universal model of legal education. <coughs> so, and then, uh, uh, we can show, we can, uh, we can see how this composition of the legal profession is dealt with this lack of legal, of the legal education, of, the, of this problem of the legal education. Because there is no, there is still no uh, any um, one and single community of the lawyer and lawyers in Russia. The professional, uh, professional project uh, of this uh, legal professionalists are not completed at all in this country. Mm. We, um, uh, Russian lawyers, may, I mean here people with a legal diploma or with legal degree, uh, do not have common ethical court. So there's no any ethical court. Even if you are studying law at the university, you are studying ethical norms in the different topics. If you are studying disciplines concerning judicial, judicial and court system, you are studying a, a judge's ethical court. If you are studying uh, bar association structure and uh, 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 legislation on the bar community and private sector, you are studying uh, the ethical court of the bar. But there is no common ethical ethics, professional ethics that you have studied if you follow uh, in your professional <coughs> life. <laughs> so every sub-profession has his own uh, legal court, or there are a lot of part 
uh, there are a lot of people who uh, holding this uh, legal degree, but they uh, are working on their organizations as they have no any ethical ethical rules concerning their work. Only yeah, they can use only rules that shared by their organizations, uh, but not by their profession. There is only one association in Russia, uh, association of Russian lawyers. That means that supposed to be unified of all pro legal professionals in the country, but the member of this organization uh, is limited by 35,000 people. We will see that uh, it's very small number of professionals that, sh that, um, that holding the membership of this organization. So let's see how we can describe these subgroups, professional groups. For, for, first of all, is the court system that unifies ju judiciary and court staff, and we can estimate that it's about just, just a little bit more than 1,000, uh, 100,000 of professionals who are working in the court system. We have about 20,000 20, of federal judges and about 800,000 8, 8, of uh, judges of peace. And also about uh, seventy thousand. It's very, yeah. It's very how to say. Uh, it's not detailed estimation. It's only one our our, our generalization of these calculations. But we uh, uh, we do have about seventy thousand specialists working in this court clerks as a secretary or um, uh, judges um, assistants and so on. Uh, also, we have these professionals involved in the uh, law enforcement agency. Uh, he, uh, the, the most numerous one is the Ministry of Internal Affairs that, uh, uh, that, uh, that gives the gives the uh, professional uh, yeah gives the pro provides the professional work for uh, eighty thousand investigators. Investigators, do you know what the investigators mean, means in Russia? We have this two, uh, two um, stages of criminal case investigation, pre-trial and trial stage. And uh, within the trial stage, judge receives this criminal case, criminal file, uh, from this investigator's unit. Investigators are working mainly in Ministry of Internal Affairs and also <coughs> investigation committee. These two units are more numerous. There are a lot of other investigations, for instance, Federal, uh, federal uh, Security Service and other one, but they are, very they are not so numerous. And uh, these investigators have to fill, uh, collect this case file and to arrange it uh, to send to the, uh, to the court. Uh, and also there is a procuracy as a very important uh, law enforcement agency in Russia that, that mediate the war between, uh, that mediates the work between investigator and uh, judges. You can, investigator have to send a uh, case uh, to the procurer and then procurer uh, is, uh, participa participates in court litigation as a um, state a state, as a state pro, um, prosecution. Yeah? Uh, so that is very numerous part of the legal community uh, in, in our country. And also there are the licensed lawyers. And we can find that not, the notary system and bar association members. Uh, notary systems, the number of the notaries is very strong regulating by, by the state. You cannot uh, get uh, uh, the notary license very easy because <laughs> the previous no notary has to die to or retire from the profession. <laughs> but uh, also they uh, they give some um, uh, legal legal work to the to the staff also unified to this uh, notary. We do not did uh, we did not um, empirical studies of this um, of this uh, field notary system. I'm so sorry for that. It's only our, our yeah, estimation on very few interviews with these people. And also we have uh, bar association member. It's a, we know about uh, them much more empirically. And empirically because we did a lot of uh, investigation, qualitative and quantitative one. And so we, uh, we, we know that about 70,000 people have 
actual license of this association. And also, we have non-licensed lawyers that are practicing law, but nobody knows how many people are in the country. Most of all is a private legal business, law firms, that arrange as a business and that do have some um, court litigations on counseling and something, uh, something else, but uh, very minimal estimations made by my colleagues Ekaterina Moyseva is about, and Dmitry Skugarevsky, uh, they estimated according to the official registration forms, according to the official statistics. It's very, it's not how to say, uh, very good in, in uh, according to the how these law firms are organized. But we, we, we can estimate that about 1,000 uh, uh, of people uh, work here as professionals, but also there are the professors at law schools. There are no statistics on how many professors are, to <laughs> are teaching the law in uh, our country. Also, also we have in-house. Uh, lawyers that uh, that involved in the public administration and private business sector. There are, so, there are no statistics here at all, and it's not. Ah no no no. And then we can see. Ah, uh, so Russian legal professions is very very different. My tied it's a sub uh, professional group. Uh, some some professional groups are seems much more important, like the judges largest in law enforcement, some are not, but the, I only give you a very funny example how we can consider this unity, professional unity. We can, uh, since the Soviet time, we have this list of professions and some of them got this special status as profession uh, that uh, this profession granted the special holiday, special day in horn of this professional. And that's the, the list of the professionals that we have now. And this is the, the time that the celebration of this day officially was begun. And uh, they, the institute that initiated of this professional day. And we can see that there is a lawyer day <laughs> yeah, established in 2008 <laughs> by president. But before of that, in 1996, the president established prosecutorial days, tax agency official days, tax policy days. Tax policy does not exist now, but the, the days still uh, exist. A Russian bar day was established, but not pro president, by the federal chamber of the bar. And the, uh, the leader of the chamber, Yuri Pilipenko, has told me, uh, uh, told me that um, you know, they ask, yeah, President administration every every time ask me, maybe we can register it officially, but I'm still <laughs> resisting on this. But notary does not resist, as we see. In 2016, they received this official status, they, they, they uh, received the official status by President's Act uh, degree, uh, but it's uh, celebrated since 2007. Oh, okay. Uh, unofficially, that was instituted by notary chamber itself. Also, we have uh, bailiffs. They we have drug security service that is not so exist. Uh, we have investigation a a agency official day. That is very interesting because uh, it was uh, launched officially by government uh, by initiative of um, leader of the investigation committee, Alexander Bastrykin. But unofficially, it was celebrated after the order of the Ministry of Internal Affairs you know, since 2003. And uh, it's, it's very interesting situation by, by, by investigators inside of another uh, unit. Uh, yeah, got their professional day by, from uh, initiative and law, yeah, lobby, lobbyist activity for another unit investigation. And there are also police day. I did not mention it here, and also the migration service officials. They saw this all, all this, uh, this units that sh uh, that give some positions for legal specialists. Uh, for instance, you, if you are investigator in um, in Ministry of Internal Affairs, you can celebrate your day as a lawyer, 
as an investigation agency officials day as also as a part of police day you know because you are you you are hired by by the, the same uh, state body ministry of internal affairs so this is defragmentate is a very good <coughs> illustration it's not how to say um, <coughs> yeah, strong academic uh, academical uh, argument, but it's a very good illustration how legal profession is defragmentized in, in, Russian, in Russian context. Uh, let's see for a very small few words on all these. Yes? On, on the previous slide, so are, are those holidays just honorific or is that like a day off or? No, no, it's not day off. It's like <laughs> just a normal days for professionals. But there are a lot of how to say um, concerts, events yeah, okay. on this day in professional fields. You know, only in professional. When we had this lawyer day, it's, it's in, this, uh, in the early December, third December, uh, as I uh, as I remember, there were a lot of how to say public events about judicial season lawyers and uh, this um, uh, this. Yeah, president usually grants some some honors of the best lo uh, lawyers in Russia. Some more. This is like yeah for for this for this ah even we have this uh, legal specialist in armed forms in army in Russian army they have their specialty. All lawyers that are hired by army also celebrate their own day. You know it's 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 very how <laughs> to say strange situation if I see. But it's still established by president in 2007. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's, it's, uh, no. I know that in, uh, in, in the United States there are also uh, lawyer's day. That uh, that in the same uh, date that the labor day, the first May, as I remember well. But let's check. But in Russian context, it's very important to follow all these uh, dates. Okay, if you are speaking of Russian uh, uh, judiciary in Russian context, we have, um, based on our uh, research, surveys and um, statistical analysis of documents, we uh, have um, mentioned that it's very uh, overload, uh, a very intensive routine. And this routine is done by very female professional group. About 70% of Russian judiciary is are females. And it's not about like, the, like um, um, how to say, uh, the fem uh, feminism uh, uh, that was um, granted by judiciary, but it's the results of the specific future of hiring of, Rus of ju Russian judges recruitment. Uh, that is very, very strong system of the screening each candidate, and then, if you are not uh, very close ties with different other, uh, other professionals in the field, you have more chance to be uh, recruited as a judge. And uh, uh, judiciary systems is very close loop uh, community uh, and uh, uh, isolated community. And mainly they are recruited by people from the court system as well. Uh, about half of uh, newcomers on the judiciary uh, have only uh, have main working experience only in court administration. They had no other experience. And in addition, 70% of these newcomers in judiciary uh, have um, uh, spent some time of their career working as a court clerks. That is, you, you know, uh, summarizing this to. Uh, this, those figures we can see that's about two. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's about it's about two among five judges have only this administrative experience in court system. Uh, the probability to get the judges' positions if you are working as a licensed lawyer or if you are working as a uh, law in private institution is very, very limited. Uh, lawyers that affiliated with law enforcement agency are much more differentiated. We have no chance to study prosecutor offices or investigation community only via expert interviews, but not more. But we studied uh, these investigators, the, the, most, uh, uh, the numerous part of this community, 
said, we're not community, some professional groups. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, this investigators is the Ministry of the Ministry of Internal Affairs. And uh, we also find, find out that they are more men, sorry, they are mainly female, about 70% of female professionals. This is a specific feature of these groups because according to the expert interviews, the investigation committees are involved mainly male professionals and prosecutor office also are, yeah, are not so fema female oriented. Investigators that, uh, that, uh, who are producing the criminal case are very overloaded uh, by routine and bureaucratic uh, way of uh, work. They do not have so much task that um, that uh, that we can name as a very um, good type of professional work. It's, it's very bureaucratical and that uh, that um, uh, does not pretend to be uh, uh, legal work at all. Uh, so uh, sometimes in our interview people told that all that we, they need to be investigators they have learned only being investigator. This universal uh, universal legal education does not help for them, did not help for them to elaborate their uh, skills on the practical work on this um, unit of the Ministry of Internal Affairs. And also, the identity is very uh, close to the uh, police, but not to the lawyers community. As I ask in, uh, every 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 investigator that I uh, that I have asked about their, his or her identity, to to what community do you affiliate mostly? They go with police. We are policemen, but officially they are not policemen at all. <laughs> they are investigators inside. Yeah, they they officially um, are working as the Department of Investigation and the Ministry of Internal Affairs. They have another another forms that ordinary Paris and uh, another, uh, how to say, uh, level of hierarchy, but they, on the practical level, on the field, uh, they're thinking about themselves as a policeman, but not about lawyers. Uh, private license lawyer, not reimbursation, seems much more uh, close to this uh, ideal normative view of profession in Russia. So uh, classical view of professions, they are relatively free and independent from the state. They, uh, they have their own ethical code, system of self-regulations and professional <coughs> autonomy, especially bar association, because as I mentioned, notary has no rights to be enter more, uh, more new members. They, they have a limited license um, number, uh, number of, li of license. But uh, bar association is open for professionals. It's going to be much more open uh, every year, and uh, they have no any lim formal limitations. Uh, yeah, only you have to pass an exam, receive some positive response from uh, the association leaders, and that's all that you need to enter the, to this uh, bar association. It's very important that there are umbrella organizations. The, the real the real power belongs to the regional associations, even no, notary or bar associations. But there are uh, also on the federal level cha chambers of uh, chambers that umbrella organizations that uh, present uh, 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 that present uh, these associations on the federal uh, level, uh, but uh, that. Uh, that experience a lack of their power to control over the, uh, not over the members of the power association on the regional level, but over the, uh, the leaders of these uh, associations, regional associations. They only um, uh, provide the common templates, norm, elaborate ethical codes, but they have no real rights to um, control if the ethical codes and new templates are uh, implemented on the regional, by the regional associations. So, um, regional associations may enforce these new rules, ethical norms, or, so on, or may not, and umbrella uh, uh, chamber had no rights, practically had no rights. Uh, chamber of the federal bar uh, is, is going to be much more stronger, but on the practice level, Yuri Politenko has only twice 
uh, ask some cases from the uh, from the regional bar associations. It's very uh, we control it. Uh, so summarizing all that my <laughs> talk, uh, this normative, a classical view of profession uh, of entering to profession uh, means that you have this low degree then you receive some professional identity and then you uh, go to work to some organization, state one, private institution, so on. But in Russian case of Russian evolution of Russian professions, we, uh, uh, we have known this step. Uh, somebody uh, receives this law degree, enter to organizations, in court administration, in law enforcement agency, uh, would like to get uh, bar memberships or not, yeah, working as a private law firm, or maybe go to the, some factory plants in house and so on. And then, within these organizations, uh, he or she receives this professional identity, sub-professional group. That is very, yeah, a very typical way of thinking about lawyers' community and legal profession as, uh, as well. Uh, so this way of uh, reproduction of profession, Vadim Volkov, our, our research leader, named as organizational capture of the legal profession. That means degradation of the legal educations as the, uh, that, uh, the, main, uh, the main filter yeah, of the prof professional filter and also the fragmentation of the legal profession. Uh, so, uh, there are some, yeah, a very uh, specific future. Uh, uh, the pro this fragmentation of the legal profession means that there, there is no professional identity lawyer. Uh, the, the, there is weak attachment to the common ethical norms, spirit of the law, or common standards of working as a lawyer, practicing law in Russia. Uh, there is very weak communication with this sub-professional group. Every sub-professional group is developing their own view of, uh, uh, of legal profession, um, ethics, norms, and so on. <laughs> and there are uh, no common ground for discussing professional issues. Uh, but there is very, very developed corporate culture uh, attached to these organizations, judicial one, law enforcement, and so on, that captured these lawyers and formed the, as professionals within the organization. And uh, there is a very functional attitude to the law. Law uh, seems as an instrument of working, but not like practicing or confessing himself or herself to this, uh, yeah, to this um, part of the, of the life. No, it's, uh, it's instrument of governance, it's only a commercial instrument, and so on. Uh, I'm just repeating the same, uh, uh, the same table, just to uh, repeat you how many professionals we have, and how about how many professionals, we have no idea how many of these professionals uh, are calculated, and then I would like to stress you just a little more uh, how these court litigations uh, uh, representation of the court litigation is organized also in Russia. And as you can see, in Russian courts, there is no professional litigation. If you are going uh, to hire somebody uh, to represent your interest in civic, uh, civil uh, or administrative cases, and it's about 80 millions, 90 millions yeah, per, per year, you, have, you can hire licensed lawyer, members of buyer association, non-licensed lawyer from law, law, private law firm, or even non-lawyer. The people who have no any education. You can hire them and they can represent officially your interest in Russian courts. If you are yeah, suspected administrative case, the same way is uh, of uh, yeah, somebody's interest in presenting uh, it About se seven millions of these cases, our court system is considered a year, and the same system of hiring. Uh, only criminal case, we do have the, oi, sorry. We do have this monopoly. Yeah, only uh, the represent, uh, to represent some, somebody's interest as a criminal defense, uh, may only a licensed lawyer, yeah, members of the bar. Uh, but 
non-licensed lawyer can also be involved in the criminal case as a public defender. So they may be appointed by judge, by judges, justice of the peace only on this level of the fortification. Also, we have in commercial courts, yeah, this was the way the courts of general jurisdiction, but they also have commercial courts. In the commercial courts, there, were, there was the same situation. You, were, uh, you, you um, might have a licensed lawyer, non-licensed lawyer with legal education, and non-lawyers very limited since 2015. But uh, there is a, a less recent initiative of Russian Supreme Court. That's the first reform that was launched and, uh, and issued uh, nowadays. So uh, that was uh, there was a draft in 2007, uh, two years ago, and the Supreme Court plans to oblige all representatives of Russian courts to have formal legal education in all Russian courts. That is very good, how to say, filter. But we 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 we, we, we may imagine how it will work when when about uh, yeah all, all uh, yeah when a lot of people have this legal education, but they are not practicing the law. Even yeah, instead of this argument, Supreme Courts forced this uh, reform, and there, was, uh, there were long discussions in Russian parliament and chief, and they partly issued this new legislation, this new regulation. So uh, Russian Supreme Court would like to um, forbidden, so for, uh, uh, prohibit uh, this version of um, uh, representation somebody's interest. Uh, even uh, lawyers with a legal degree, people with legal degree may represent some, some, somebody's interest here, here, and here. And then, uh, yeah, and then, okay, all this part, uh, it was prohibited only on the regional courts level that means only 4% of the caseload on this, of these types of court litigation, only 2% of, of the total uh, caseload on these administrative cases, and uh, it's still prohibited for all, all non-lawyers uh, here. But according to this, uh, how to say, expert interviews, there are no statistics, uh, uh, but according to the expert interviews, the, the commercial courts, uh, parties are always hiring professional lawyers, prof uh, professionals from law firms because it's yeah the price of this litigation is very high. <laughs> you know, uh, if you lose the, this case in this level, so there is another initiative of the Ministry of Judges together with the Federal Chamber of the Bar. They are lobbying for the total monopoly uh, for all uh, types of the court liti litigation. They would like to stress uh, to. To, to give chance to represent somebody's interest for n only licensed lawyers. And this, uh, this reform uh, was launched, uh, um, uh, launched in 2015. It was officially, officially issued in 2017, but it's not accepted by the government at the moment. Uh, it's, also, it's, it's still under the discussion. And they argue that uh, there are uh, there is a very strong necessity of the common professional and ethic standards for all people who are participating and practicing the law <coughs> in Russia. Uh, because uh, uh, this, uh, this part of the legal community uh, suffer uh, without common standards, and we have to elaborate this field. And they think that only bar association uh, is only one mechanism of this um, control of the legal profession, and they would like that um, they have to monopolize uh, the sphere of the court litigation. Uh, also, there are some market-oriented lobbyists inside Federal Chamber of the Bar that insist that there, uh, there is uh, unbalanced situation between licensed lawyer and non-licensed lawyer. And unlicensed lawyer, uh, lawyer, lawyer firms enjoy this Com, um, uh, the status of the commercial enterprises and can um, uh, can minimize the uh, the expensive uh, 
in the same time, license law, uh, license law, the, the ruling of the barmen, bar associations is very, how to say, it's, it's not like economically um, good for doing business as a lawyer firm. So they, uh, they would like to, uh, to enter the common standard of law firm development. Uh, okay, uh, they would like to organize the system in this way. Only licensed lawyer may provide the legal aid. The legal aid is a very uh, important um, important notion because they uh, insist they, uh, they are not providing services but late aid as, a, as their professional task, uh, purposes of their work. Uh, for the short period from this year to the 2020, uh, 2023, uh, the entry into the bar association may be a very facilitated way. They, you have only passed a very simple exam on this special legislation on bar association. Uh, they also would like to uh, provide some specializations inside of the bar that is not, is, does not exist uh, in, in, in the current time. And also they would like to facil facil facilitate the uh, commercial, to enter into commercial forms into this new community. Uh, and client may, client may enter to contract not only with a lawyer as, as we have at this, uh, at this time, uh, but also with the law firms. Uh, and the democratized sphere, lawyer, foreign lawyers could be registered as a special lease and are very limited by the interest of only their states. You know, you cannot pres uh, present somebody's interest inside Russia if you are a legal specialist from another country legal professional from Iran. Because foreign control over the Russian law firms are not welcome. And uh, they, are, they would like to, how to say, control over this professional field. Uh, there are a lot of arguments against the conception. First of all, uh, this reform concerns also, uh, concern only market, uh, uh, market segments of the legal profession. And what about judges, prosecutors, investigators, in-house, they still have no chance to enter this professional and they, would, they are not welcome in it. Uh, and they, uh, this reform, it's not about them at all. They, they may enjoy uh, their own uh, organizational culture, they may enjoy their own ethics centers, and uh, the, 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 the sense of conception to unify all lawyers within the country is not um, yeah, supported uh, by uh, these uh, limitations. Uh, also, uh, top-down way of the professionalization is very uh, contested because the lawyers on the on the ground levels, both licensed or not, are 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 are, are engaged on this uh, uh, do not support this conception because it's provided by the state by the Ministry of Justice. Yeah, it's elaborated by the Federal Chamber of the Power, but the the, the way of this um, um, reform to, uh, to go through the state institutions uh, is not uh, welcomed by these lawyers who would like to be private, but not controlled by state. They, they think that uh, they would like to be, how to say, avoid state control, but this reform concerns their own rules, especially uh, this this control over the licensed lawyer is be, became la last few years much more stronger. They, con they control the financial transactions of licensed lawyers with their clients, and they would like to control clients within this licensed uh, licensed lawyer um, statistical and taxation reporting and so on. And uh, there was also. Uh, lack of trust of the federal chamber of the bar that existing on the only on very high level on the federal level and people from the field uh, legal specialists and professionals lawyers uh, from the field are not support this Yuri Kiripenko is very very high uh, a very uh, how to say um, friendly oriented but it's not 
uh, oriented for all, uh, he's not oriented for all people within the country. He's working only with law firms of the high level, but not on think about the people on the ground. And also, <laughs> there is still nobody, there is still no knowledge on how many people this reform will concern. Nobody, even Ministry of Justice, <laughs> has no knowledge about it. And we suggested how we can estimate, estimate these numbers of the practice of lawyer. Because it's very, yeah, it's very difficult situation. You, you have no any idea about general, uh, uh, general universe to construct any um, sampling, or any kind of sampling. And we, uh, we suggested, for instance, the Ministry of Justice go to the courts and at least calculated people who are practicing law as representatives, uh, making this special uh, statistical information on, that, on this. Uh, because surveys of professionals seems not good strategy to calculate and to uh, yeah to to think about how many people are practicing lawyer or uh, practicing law in Russia. So that's final point. That's a literature that I used only in this presentation. And if you are interested in our work, you can uh, go to our website and yeah uh, look through our research. Sorry, in <laughs> Russian <laughs> mainly, uh, and uh, about our projects and so on. Thank you very much for your attention. Mm -hmm.